Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending upon when you're listening. Thank you for checking in with Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, April 19th, 2023, the 109th day of the year known as Bicycle Day. Internationally celebrated, which actually has nothing to do with going out and riding your bike, although some who actually know the meaning may do that today anyway. That's actually reserved for World Bicycle Day, which happens in June. Today marks or celebrates the discovery of the drug LSD 80 years ago today. Wait, what? No way. Although a bicycle did play a role when Swiss chemist Albert Hoffman took LSD in 1943 and experienced the first known acid trip. Groovy. He rode his bicycle home. On his acid trip, thus, Bicycle Day, or 419, is sort of secret code for psychedelics. Like tomorrow, 420 is secret code. You either know or you don't know. Oddly enough, my address used to be 420, and I always wondered why my kids' friends thought that was so funny. On the food calendar, today is National Banana Day and National Garlic Day. And who doesn't love both of those two things that are very good for us? Celebrate any of the above as you may. All right, in the actual headlines, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is again lobbying the U.S. for more military support. In his nightly address to his country, he said that he spoke with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and raised the issue of F-16 fighter jets to help Ukraine fight the Russian invasion. And thanks to the recent military document leak, we now know that more than a dozen U.S. Special Forces are on the ground in Ukraine, part of a group of 100 or so from several countries. And when I say thanks, I'm not commending the leak, but that is how we all found out. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is in Stockholm today for a meeting with U.S. allies and called for action on Sweden becoming a member of NATO. You will bring a lot of uh, value or add a lot of value to, uh, to uh, NATO, our overall effort. Uh, you have a very a highly professional military. Secretary Austin will also visit Germany this week. Meanwhile, back at home, we're learning more about the two Chinese men arrested on charges of conspiracy and obstruction of justice for helping set up a secret police station in New York City on behalf of the Chinese government. About three dozen officers with China's National Police Force have also been charged now with using social media to harass Chinese dissidents inside the U.S., Texas Congressman Michael McCall, the Republican leader of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. If China, the CCP, is putting a group that they call there's some sort of military police within our cities, how would we possibly let this happen? And, and, and how many more of them are there? Well, it's amazing it's, this happened in New York. You know, the DA can't fight real crime. Uh, but thank God the uh, Department of Justice came in with these indictments. This is, a, you know, I was a federal prosecutor. Even back in my time, uh, China was trying to influence our election in 1996. Uh, they've always tried to infiltrate the United States. Uh, that's the reason why Secretary Pompeo shut down the Houston consulate in my backyard is because it became an operation for espionage. The idea that, that the PRC would open a police station in New York City it, it's, it's just over the top, but right in line with the spy balloon, with TikTok surveillance on our phones, my recent trip to Taiwan where they circled the island and 
sanctioned me. Uh, China's getting very bold and aggressive. And to your point at the beginning of your show, it's because we have a president that projects weakness, not strength. And that has emboldened China to become more aggressive uh, in its behavior. Congressman, you know as well as I do in D in D.C. in embassy role, every foreign country puts an embassy there so they can spy on us. We do the same thing to them. What this basically looks like to me is if you're putting these police stations in some of our major cities, you're looking to spy on us. You're not looking to keep any any sort of calm or peace about right. This thing was all about, like you point out, that spy balloon wasn't just a, a leisurely, uh, you know, jaunt across the United States. They were collecting data. That's right. These are not police stations to protect Americans. Uh, they are like satellites of their embassy to spy on Americans, unregistered agents of a foreign power, um, and they deserve to be prosecuted. Texas Congressman Michael McCall from the House Foreign Affairs Committee on the balance with Eric Bowling. The two suspects who also tried to obstruct the Justice Department's investigation by deleting communications with an official of the Chinese ministry were released on bond following their initial court appearance in Brooklyn Federal Court. And will anyone be held responsible for the COVID-19 virus that caused a worldwide pandemic, leading to the deaths of more than 6 million people? Tuesday on Capitol Hill, a Senate report said COVID was likely the result of two lab leaks in China. Former Deputy Assistant Secretary of State David Fife. As I always understood it, uh, across different parts of our government, NIH and USAID and state and otherwise, was based on a certain theory of pandemic prevention by scooping up these viruses, playing with them in the lab, and then trying to design uh, vaccines and therapies. But there were always warnings that this was extremely dangerous work and that the work uh, courted exactly the kind of danger that appears to have happened uh, in Wuhan. Newsmax national correspondent Logan Raddick was on Capitol Hill. It took a year and a half for Senator Marshall, two other doctors, a member of Marshall's staff to compile that 300-page report on the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, Marshall, as you just mentioned, says that the pandemic likely came as a result of an unintentional lab leak. However, China's cover-up in the aftermath of that supposed lab leak uh, ended up costing millions of lives around the world. Now, Senator Marshall believes in what he calls a two-leak theory that one lab leak occurred in September of 2019, followed by a second lab leak in November of that year. Marshall thinks that there was an earlier lab leak because China started developing two vaccines in November, meaning it already had the DNA sequence. And that September, the Wuhan Institute of Virology's genomic data was taken offline, which Marshall says was likely the first time the virus emerged. The preponderance of evidence shows that there is no way this could have came from nature. Uh, that when something comes from nature, spills over, that virus leaves a natural footprint, a natural trail, and there's nothing there in the trail to show that. We should have found some type of a, of a, of a precursor to this virus. We should have been able to find the animals that this was uh, from as well. So all the research points away, all the evidence points away that this came from, uh, from, from nature. 
Yeah, and what you heard Marshall just explaining there was talking about the allegations that the pandemic started in a wet market, but as he said, no animal from that wet market tested positive for COVID-19, although he does say that COVID was spreading at that wet market and that it was a super spreader event. Marshall also says the National Institute of Health was funding this gain-of-function research, and Marshall's report looks into EcoHealth Alliance. That is a U.S.-based NGO, which Marshall says received uh, grants from at least 10 federal agencies. And the report that Marshall uh, and doctors put together says in part, quote, requests from, for information about relevant grants to EcoHealth Alliance and its subgrantee, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, were often delayed, sometimes incomplete or unfulfilled. Now, Senator Marshall tells me he's eager to see how the White House responds to his report, and he says that the main thing he wants people to take away, number one, that this was an unintentional lab leak likely starting the pandemic, but secondly, that gain-of-function research is dangerous, and he believes the U.S. should not be funding it, especially in communist China. Newsmax national correspondent Logan Raddick from Capitol Hill. Everything Senator Roger Marshall is saying is essentially everything Senator Rand Paul has said from the beginning. Also happening in Washington, Congressman James Comer and the House Oversight Committee investigating the Biden family business issued a statement saying in part, the committee has identified six additional members of Joe Biden's family who may have benefited from Biden's family businesses that are being investigated. That brings the total number of those involved or benefiting to nine. Several Newsmax shows covered this topic yesterday, and you can read the actual statement from the House Oversight Committee on my Twitter at Radio underscore Marino. John Bachman, host of John Bachman Now, spoke with former CIA operative and the CEO chairman of Portman Square Group, Mike Baker, who had a fantastic take on it. Yeah, I'm going to get up on my term limit soapbox here and say that this is what happens when you allow someone to be in politics for, what, 150 years or 50 <laughs> years? You know, I, yeah, let's be realistic. But, you know, if you take if you take that out of it, if you take the self-interest out of it, if you create term limits, uh, then you remove in part, you, it's not going to remove it entirely, but you minimize the opportunity for this self-interest that exists when you can go to Washington, D.C. and stay there for your entire life as a career in politics. You should go in there, maybe two terms as a congressman, two terms as a senator, then get out, go back to your normal job, remove the self-interest from politics. You mean what the uh, Congress was intended for, citizen government, would be a novel <laughs> idea indeed. And that's exactly what all Americans should be pushing for. Congress works for us. We should only be supporting the politicians that are in favor of term limits, assuming you are in favor of term limits. I only know a few of them because why would they want term limits, right? My friend Senator Rick Scott and Senator Marco Rubio, both of Florida, actually co-sponsored a bill, a proposed constitutional amendment aiming to set term limits. Currently, members of the House have two-year terms. Senators have six-year terms, but both can be re-elected in unlimited amount of time. Senators Ted Cruz, Pat Toomey, Mike Braun, all Republicans, all supported the proposal in 2021, which of course failed to pass. Former Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy, also from Florida, right here in my hometown of Orlando, a Democrat, also supported term limits. Murphy has since resigned from politics. And last but not least, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis making a trip to D.C. on Tuesday. Why? 
a sure sign that he is expected to enter the presidential race after Florida's legislative session ends in the coming weeks. Ronnie D's visit to D.C. coincided with several Republicans from his home state endorsing President Trump. Former Georgia Congressman Doug Collins on American Agenda. The DeSantis campaign has done a lot of things, you know, that they're trying to position themselves very well at. But it, it seems to be missing the mark right now. And I think, as, as, as we just said just a moment ago, by uh, Ricky says this is an issue in which they're trying to gain some credibility where they seem to have lost some credibility um, in some of the national voting. You know, and I think that's going to be an interesting thing as we move into the last few weeks of his the legislature's time down in uh, Florida is how quickly is he going to come out and actually start swinging the way Trump is actually swinging. Trump has much more experience with this on a national stage. And if they don't start, then people are going to wonder, does he have it in him to take on the former president? Yeah. Rick, do you think uh, that uh, DeSantis does have it in him to take on the former president? Well, look, I think time will tell. I think, you know, over the last several months, when you look at his policy accomplishments in Florida, those are good things. When you look at a couple of his snafus on the national stage, those aren't good things. You saw some of his, you know, potential big donors kind of pull back and say they're going to pause to see how he develops. So I think there's more of a question mark in front of Ron DeSantis right now and whether he can do that. And only time is going to tell. But I think when he makes kind of desperate measures like this, the ad, I mean, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how he tries to define himself. And that's very hard to do when, you know, Trump's in the arena. That's former Trump campaign aide Rick Gates on American Agenda. In other news, on this day 30 years ago, you were likely watching TV news coverage of the big standoff between federal agents and members of a group called the Branch Davidian. ATF agents trying to serve a search warrant on suspicion that members of a cult were stockpiling illegal weapons, this in Waco, Texas, after firing tear gas into the compound, the place caught on fire. More than 80 people died, including at least 22 children. If you were watching as I was, man, it's been 30 years. And if you were one of the few people that still get Netflix DVDs in the mail, the company has announced it's ending that service. I used to love Love going to the mailbox and getting that DVD for the movie, especially like on a Friday for the weekend back in the day. But who still does that now? Apparently not enough people, which is why the service is going to end in September. In a statement, Netflix says it has mailed out more than 5 billion discs, 5 billion since its inception in 1998. And a quick reminder, if you are not already watching Newsmax TV, you can find it on most major cable systems like AT&T, DirecTV, Dish, Comcast, Xfinity, Verizon, and many others, and platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, and more. And make sure you get the Newsmax app on your phone. This way you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime you want. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Have a fantastic rest of your day or night and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.